Hello, everyone. Ready for another blunderous time with Archmay and Ilya? I'm sure I don't need to surmise everything. As always, all details are down below. Left the pair after some disastrous pirate training, but the tenderness that was shown at the beginning of the dance is slowing through. We start with both of them learning more about each other. Let's continue with a daring meeting. Hey, Lunk! Ilya heard one of the crewmen yell that out, and unfortunately, the nickname that Archmate had given her had stuck. She's dealt with worse, however. You coming up to dance, or you think you're gonna trip over your own feet? <laughs> the men all bellowed, but Ilya couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> oh no! Captain the others put too much out for me tonight. But take a few of those whores for me, fellas! Ilya growled in reply, which earned a few hoots from the fellows. As soon as she hit the offered clearing, the mage nearly collapsed into the ground. She was not built for hard physical labor, but at least she knew exactly what the crew wanted of her. The mage let out a low moan, glancing about the damaged pieces around her body. Her hands were either bruised or blistered, her leg looked awful, and there was a large wound upon her lip. Reaching awkwardly through her hair, it seemed that the ink wasn't settling as well onto her threads as normal. Ilya sighed and glanced out towards the lake and muttered to herself. It would be a few hours before Archmay arrived, and she'd have plenty of time to soothe her muscles a bit, clean herself up, to then dirty herself again, but at least to stop any infection. The mage slipped off her garments, making sure she was alone, and then slipped into the lake. The outlaw paused, feeling the slip of his belt pulled from around his waist. He glanced over the crew, busy at working, ensuring no one had seen the woman pirate take something from him. Archimay sighed softly, turning his gaze to her, and gave her a sharp nod. He turned his body from her as she walked back to the ship, ranting and raving that everyone was watching him scream at Ilya. Archimay walked over to a few pirates sitting upon a small rock that were smoking some dragon's breath. He kicked one of the guys in the chest, and his hand rose to the air. Get the fuck back to work! My business isn't your own! This form of attitude wasn't Archimay's true nature. He was actually a soft-hearted, quiet man who kept to his own. But the fact of the matter was that a persona had to be upheld in order to hold the position. Any form of weakness that would show from the man would be met with resistance and perhaps death. The crew was always looking for ways to increase in rank. It meant good food, bedding, privileges. So considering the circumstances, Archie was putting a lot on the line for the mysterious woman. And she is so fucking annoying. He said loudly to himself. Archie was headed up to the dock to enter the boat. He needed to find a good place for the mage to sleep. He rolled his shoulder, walking up and over into the ship from the connecting drawbridge held by the rope. The mast held high, but the sails themselves were collapsed and stowed away. 
yet the sheer mass of them still blocked out the sun. He stomped his feet across the wooden deck and slowly started to calm down from the tension that had risen but a short while ago. He glanced over to the birthing master and spoke softly. Clear a bunk for a newcomer. I want it far away from the others. It's a special case. Archmay reached into his pocket, pulling out a bag of gold, tossing it to the man. And it stays between us. Archmay gave a nod, as did the birthing master. The sun was starting to set, and he had made a promise to make it back to the woman to feed her. She looked so frail and sickly. He'd seen men with scurvy that were out to sea for months that looked better than this one. Luckily, Archmay had made friends with the officer of the gallery, so he was able to acquire some bread, chopped and cooked sunstrider meat, a small packet of sweets, and an extra canteen of fresh water. The man placed it all in a small package wrapped tightly and made his way off the ship. Oi there! Baron shouted loudly to Archmay in a welcoming greeting. This wasn't a good time for the rogue. He wanted you to get back to the woman as quickly as possible. She probably starved to death after he'd worked her so hard. Oi, what say you, Varian? Archmay rolled his shoulder with a package in hand. No, then. A couple of us were heading back to the brothel. Perhaps pick us up another crimson lady for the night before we set sail tomorrow. You joining? He shook his head. No, not this time. I need to get this to the local orphanage. It's a small pack of leftovers they were tossing. Baron's eyes narrowed on the man and he sighed. He took a few steps over, wrapping his arm around Archman's boat. You know, some of the crew are starting to wonder if you're fit for this position. They say you're going soft. Acting strange. Everything okay, little chap? Archman took offense to the acquisition. Give me a fucking break, Varian. You know better than most, I'm okay. Look, if there was an issue, if something was going on, I'd tell you. He glanced up to the large man. Varian hmmed, gave a nod. Well, just do me a favor and stay away from that woman you'd be falling for. She means no good. It's as if she put a spell on ye. Archmay waved his hand and dismissed. Oh gods, you believe this too? Then take my fucking rank away. Send me to the bow hall of the ship, and I'll show all those bloodthirsty fucks how soft I am. Baron laughed softly. No reason for that, little shadow. He smiled, patting Archmay on the back. I'll see you a bit later then, no? Varen tilted his head to the side. See you soon too, Varen. Archmay said softly, but with confidence, and just like that, the man was gone. Aurora sighed softly, clenching the package tightly in his hands, and made his way to the edge of the woods where the woman had been. He could see the light of a small fire, and next to it, the lake. She was in the water. 
He sighed softly, approaching silently, as he crouched down next to a tree that was off the bank of the lake and smiled. Archimede watched her clean herself, and if his ears were correct, she was even humming a soft tune. It wasn't like he'd never seen a naked woman before. But this was special. She was special. He had no clue why. Nor would he understand why he'd go through so much shit for her. At least he wouldn't understand until many years after. The water was welcoming despite what it usually meant for the mage at least. A loss of freedom, of control, and conformity. The small, fragile woman growled to herself as she ducked into the depths, feeling the cool droplets cling to all her sores, cleansing them. Her hands were raw and blistered. Her leg thankfully soaked up all the water along with her. And the ink, well, it still clung to some of her strength. The hairstyle would almost seem like a checkerboard and would unfortunately make her stand out. The rough motions of the day were instantly scrubbed away, increasing the pain within her limbs despite the fresh feeling. Continuous lapping of the water started to have a drowsy effect on the mage. Her body was sore, and she hadn't slept in almost a week again. It was getting near time for her to sleep most of the day away, or at least as much as she could help herself too. The mage stared back at her palms and then back to the pile of pirate clothing she had stolen her eyes falling upon the belt she had taken for the last few hours. She had heard snippets of Archimay's fierce deposition from the other crew when she had been loading the boxes. He had a way to make a certain crewman break with just but a glance, and yet he was being so kind to her. Well, as kind as one could be to one of her, like her at least, what she was. The mage slowly recalled different points of the conversation upon meeting this man, and how he always seemed to be nearby her. Why would anyone call me beautiful? She issued softly, lost within the reverie of the moment. You must want something, but what? Ilya muttered, and instantly felt horrible. It wasn't like her to recount kindness, but if anything between traveling with Malafak and dealing with her uncle, no one ever did anything for free. No one did anything out of kindness. So then why him out of all of them would show her that? Ilya was hesitant to ask because Malafak had always told her, you may not like the answer you receive. The woman was determined to at least find out about his kindness, maybe make a friend, or a contact. Someone more than what she was by her own two hands. If they were friends, she had at least half to keep him from the warlock. Malafako would certainly twist him against her because it had always been so easy. It was always really easy before. The mage's sight crossed over the scenery as she finished her task and succumbed a bit to her loneliness. Her thoughts drifted to her family and her mother's lullaby and softly sang it amongst the reeds as she was finishing cleaning herself up. Something moved slightly in near one of the banks and the mage tensed up as if waiting for an attack. Her paranoia senses kicking into overdrive, but she paused as nothing seemed out of the ordinary. 
As far as she could see, at least. Anyone there? A question, covering up her nakedness with her arms as much as she was able. It would just be her luck. One bath out of the month would get a peeping Tom, but no matter. Her mana was back as much as a quick fireball to the eyes would deter anyone. Not like she had anything to look at. She was a faded reminder of what she used to be. Leah quickly slipped under the water, attempting to chase away the peeping Tom as she moved her way back to camp. Archmaid was sitting there as she came back, squeezing some of the water from her palms as it dripped against the dirt. I know it will make me smell less likely than them, but I had to stop some of my infection. The woman offered as she attempted to air dry next to the fireplace. Her nakedness on display without any kind of shame as she sat upon the dirt. The question hung on her lips as she watched Archmay do the kindly thing and not watch her in her birthday suit. Do you have any salves on you? Just to stop whatever before we go traveling? Or any bandages? The belt is by the side near the pile. Thank you for letting me use it, by the way. Ilya bit the bullet and simply asked in a tender way as if expecting the worst news. Why are you helping me? Why are you being so kind to me? I'm, I'm sorry about earlier. Just used to people trying to take advantage of me. If that's the case and you wish some magical expertise, I can gladly provide. Her honesty clear as she looked to the man. Night had quickly fell. And as he watched the woman bathe silently all by her lonesome, Archmay sighed, lowering his head. Instead of continuing to watch her like some perverted sex fiend, Archmay decided to head back to her small encampment and wait for the woman to return. In a bits of daze over the woman, he accidentally stepped upon a small stick, crackling it like thunder in a church. He quickly took in a deep breath, turning his head lightning fast. She was gone! She must have heard the man! Archmay shook his head. Idiot, he said under his breath. The rogue ran over to the small cabinet before she could see him and took a seat. He clenched the package he had made for her tightly, sitting upon a log that was near the burning fire. The rogue turned his head, glancing around the area quietly, letting the cool breeze of the night blow over him. The twinkle of the stars and the moon slightly light the blackness that the fire couldn't. He heard the dripping of the water behind him. It reminded him of popping firewood. Her words came swift and direct. Archmay turned his head, glancing up to the half-soaked, half-naked elf and gave a nod. Hi, I put together a care package to ensure you're at least comfortable in the woods tonight. Archmay pondered for a moment. Not that you look like the type that worries of comfort. That showed true with the work he had given the woman. He tossed the package to her feet. It has all you need in there. Salve, food, water, more alcohol to dress yourself. I suggest you get some sleep early tonight if you're going to make it to the other side. It's going to be a hell of a travel. He rolled his shoulder, leaning forward, gazing deep into the blazing fire. 
Captain Sudsa were heading close to the maelstrom. It's the quickest way. The current slingshot you straight to Booty Bay in half the time. Archmaid slowly stood up and parted to walk away. Pausing to her final question, he considered just walking away and leaving it at that. But he couldn't resist her plea for companionship. At least for the moment. He turned his head to her and spoke. Do you know how obnoxious you could be? How could anyone care for someone like that? The truth was he did care, yet he had no idea why. She was a nobody to him, a commoner to his eyes. He killed and slaughtered villages in his time for small things. One was the Crimson Vial that was showing to become quite useful, but other than that, Varian was right. Elia was but a drop in the ocean of plenty of fishes. Jimmy turned his gaze back to Ilya. Here, let's compromise civilly. For one, I accept your apology. Two, you can tell me why you need to reach Kalimdor and I'll tell you your chances of getting there alive. Was he flirting? It was an odd choice of words to flirt with her, but nonetheless his feelings towards her were no different than that. He crossed his arms over his chest awaiting a comment. He decided to stand by his question. His eyes seemed to take in the comment, and she sighed inwardly. Maybe he was calling her beautiful and was mistaken by someone else. Perhaps it was more of a kid sister thing. That seemed more plausible to the mage, as she seemed even more happy to be letting down her guard. More water was wrung out with her blistered hands, now feeling the numbness from the water and the day's work. Just like the pain of what was ebbed away, her curiosity of why he was doing what he was doing seemed to dull. But it didn't explain why he helped her. Didn't turn her in. Didn't even take the reward money. It was something she wasn't sure she'd get much of an idea of until later. As Archmay would glance at Ilya's body, it was clear what was once feminine was completely obliterated. Sharp hips, ribs that were cleanly seen through her skin, and very small tribal tattoos were clear upon her skin. A few of them seemed to be in the process of being cleaved off, portions of her skin healing from burning scars. Green eyes focused upon the man's as he spoke, nodding faintly, taking in his question. Ilya spoke softly in return. My magical skills aren't great. You know about the reward. I just need to go someplace where I'll be protected. There's regiments opening all the time in Ogremar to go to Northrend. I figure if I go there, maybe I can learn some things. Be a decent battle mage. Find out what happened to my brother so my uncle will call off the reward. I don't know. Be free? It might be scary, but it's the best I have. Uncle won't be checking many pirate ships. And if he's used you before, Maybe you'll think I went somewhere else. Mage nodded slowly at the mention of civility and spit upon her hand, offering it to him. I'll shake on it then. It's the least I could do because you could have turned me in, but you didn't. Lilia's wet hair was moved from her shoulder and covering her naked form, but she was relieved when Archway decided to grasp her hands in a shake. Moving from the handshake, she went towards the package that he had taken from her and unwrapped it, devouring the food, thankfully. Even if it was a bit dry, she really didn't care. It was food, at least. 
Edwin, he is the only family that cares about me left. I have to know at least what happened to him before I'm alone again. Age offered with a shrug as she tore another piece of plain strider meat. The pirate clothes were reclothed over her frail form, as well as some of the alcohol was drank and splashed about herself. I know it's an odd request, but can I bunk with you until we get to the ship at least? You don't have to worry about me doing anything to you. I don't trust myself when I'm this tired. That's all. Her eyes turned to the stars quietly as she thought upon her request. If you don't, that's fine. I I know how to stay awake for a while, so if you're worried about people finding out, I should be okay. Her voice was soft as she regarded the stars. She looked sad in that moment as she thought about everything. Rogue laughed softly in disbelief. Northrend? He leaned over, picking up a small stick, tossing it into the fire. Raising his brows, rolling his eyes, and shaking his head as if it was a sure sign of him thinking her plan was idiotic. But who was he to say what she did? Or where she went? Or hell? Why the fuck he even cared? But he still spoke nervously upon the map. You're kidding, right? The winds tell tales of a king in the north who controls the undead. Ravages anything that goes through there. He shook his head. If I can be so blunt, if that's the case, this lead one is already gone. Darkened sky started to settle in, and cool swift breeze blew over the salty sea in their direction. Lucky for them, no rain was in the forecast, it seemed. Her frail body definitely showed malnourishment, but he didn't care. It was something other than looks that attracted him to her. Perhaps some primal selection he was unaware of gave a nod to the woman as she spit in her hand to create a truce. Her methods were a bit odd to him. Archmy spoke soft. You know. He unsheathed his dagger, pointing the blade to her. Don't really understand the spitting. It washes, but what sticks is blood. Place the blade in his hand, cutting slightly. The voodoo witches say that blood stains forever. The color may rinse, but the essence is eternal. Chinovari accepted her hand in a blood and saliva mixture of truce. He pulled back, wiping his hand upon the side of his pants, turning his gaze to the fire. The soft sand under his feet was welcoming, and the past few days all seemed to be like a blur. It was all so fast, but it was well worth the port call. He sighed softly, continuing on about Northrend. Look, I'm not your father or your uncle. Though we have done some dirty work for the man, we tend not to take sides unless the gold is put on the table, but... Archmay paused. For a long moment, the fire's light flickering in his eyes, the soft hooting of owls and the creature's growling of the night. Archmay finally spoke softly and with such care. While some men cherish the shine of gold, others just tend to see the good in people. Lilia, I'd warn you not to go to Northrend, but from the looks of it, nothing is going to change your mind. 
Ilya looked like hell, even with her bath. Though Archmay sighed softly, he pressed his lips together and gave a nod. He reached up, pulling his face mask down, finally revealing his faith. Uh, you don't owe me anything. Just consider me as one of the other guys that see the good in others. He rolled his shoulder as the outlaw walked over to the young elf and sat down upon a log, glancing into the fire once more, its warmth pressing against his face, drying his lips and eyes. Archimay paused for a long moment, hearing her question. He hadn't laid with anyone in years, at least with anyone he had feelings for. Of course there had been port call brothels, but with someone he truly had feelings for? His stomach fluttered like butterflies, and quickly he pulled up his mask in case he showed emotions. I... well... Archmay lowered his head. I... I know you won't do anything. You look like you need some rest. If you need a companion to sleep with over the night, then I can do that for you. May blushed deeply, but thankfully he pulled up his mask. Don't be getting aggravated if I end up poking you at night. Jay said with slight anger and embarrassment. I'm sure you've laid with a few men yourself to know what happens in the morning to us. More than a curse than anything you could ask me about. Archmay gave another nod at the end of the explanation as if saying that was the end of that unpleasant conversation. A few things happened in that moment that Ilya was sure as the man stammered and muttered. Or he was stammering at least? But the woman kept her gaze upon the small man of blood that had caressed her own flesh unwillingly within one of her open wounds. Did he just create a blood oath with her? Blood is a sign deeper than that you think it is, Archmay, if you're sealing all your truces with that. Blood is used when you wish to create a bond longer than such of that. It's creating family, kinship, love. Ilya's prior theories about why Archmay was doing this completely flew past her head as she continued to stare down at her hand. Unconsciously, the woman brought his blood to her lips and tasted it. It was salty and sweet, carrying the essence of the sea, but nothing else. Just comfort to her right now. His blunt advice about Lenwin was something she already feared, so it didn't create too many hysterics upon the woman. I know that Ledwin could already be dead, but I was only allowed to stay around Silvermoon City because of the grace of my uncle. Now that he hates me because his precious son is dead, or maybe dead, I don't know. I have nothing left for me back there, so I need to find someplace new. The mage sighed into her palms, leaning forward to stare into the same fire. Maybe now I'll just kill a few undead. You know that they were men and women that were dug up and re-raised by the Lich King. I don't know. Maybe killing them will free them. I hope so anyways. Ilya honestly didn't know much about the subject, and unconsciously she was just being too honest with him. 
I just don't have anywhere else to go, but I want to be free. Julia added the last part simply with a smile. And that just left the matter shift there as the flames blustered and cracked within the night air. And if I stay here, I'll go to jail again. And no one will bail me out. Not like I'll have anyone waiting for me when I get out. Besides, we're bloodkin now, Archmate, even if you don't realize what you did. I do. And I can't believe you'd want to do that with me. Lilia laughed, sounding a bit more easy as she reached up to playfully ruffle his hair. Her eyes widened at his mention of sleeping with brothels and tramps, and Nelia shook her head quickly back and forth. Fells, no. Nothing like that at all. If you're asking about that, I haven't had any experience. I wouldn't want him to touch me like that anyways. If you're worried about that, I can sleep on the floor. The woman chuckled, though softly blushed herself. It was easy to see since her cheeks were newly washed. Did she use the wrong words? Was she accidentally coming on to him? Julia knew she heard him say he really didn't care about her, so perhaps he was putting on a show for her. It wasn't a tricker after all. Archmay had plenty of time to trick her and hadn't done that. Hell, he even gave her a blood oath. The salve was produced and quickly pressed upon all her wounds giving her an herbal scent along with the rum. The packaging the food was taken in was ripped into shreds and wrapped along her limbs. Archmay. Julia spoke softly and smiled as she covered the embers of the fire with some sand and dirt by the lake. I won't lay a hand on you. If you want to go to the brothel, though, before this, I can understand. I'm probably going to be dead to the world, so if one of your daggers accidentally poke me... Ilya offered, not entirely getting what he was meaning. I promise I won't be mad. Archimay pulled his hand back, slowly peeling their skin apart from the sticky blood, listening to her words carefully. He rolled his eyes and scoffed. Gods, woman. You're out of your mind. Bonds. What are you? Some type of siren? Archmay paused at that statement. What if Elia was? It made all too much sense, honestly. Archmay grit his teeth, glancing down to her small frame. Eyes narrowed over the woman. It was odd to think of such a thing, but could it be true? One soul to take, easy enough, but perhaps the siren was waiting to take the whole ship and all of his crew. He could imagine it now. The sails wide open and the salt of the sea on their faces, smooth seas, the sun beating down upon the crew, a smile on every man's face, and then it happens. This woman. This thing of the sea, this creature, begins to sing its hymn, trancing the whole crew, 
turning the ship into shallow waters and sinking the boat, killing them all and taking all of their souls. No! Archmaid took a step back, his hairs breezing upon his arm. Archmaid seemed to ignore everything Ilya was talking about. Her reasoning for going to Kalimdor, her brother, her... Uh, Archmaid paused. But he knew of her uncle. Everyone did. Yes! Everyone did! It was a perfect ploy to sink their ship and steal their soul. And to think... Archmaid just made a pact with the devil. He quickly reached down, placing his hands upon his swords quietly. Just in case the woman tried to do something off the wall. Like kill him. And find some other weak-minded fool. Archmaid casually spoke to Ilya. So, you say you need to get to Kalimdor, hmm? It's interesting that that just came out of the blue. And somehow you turned my head, so to speak. I must admit, your tongue is very slick. And at first, you almost had me. I was a fool to think someone like you would be in need or help. To think you were a fucking siren all along. Archmaid quickly unsheathed his weapon, pointing the blade towards the woman as he yelled. You keep your fucking scaly gill face over there, or prepare to be gutted, siren. Archmaid held the blade steady to Ilya's gut, ready to strike at the moment's notice. This wasn't exactly his proudest moment, placing a blade to a woman that was coming on to him, but he didn't really know any better. Luckily for him, Illy did, and she was about to show him how much of an idiot he was. At first, Ilya was startled by the drawing of his blade and the shouting, but soon she felt pity for Archmay. Slowly, she shook her hand loosely, at the same time static jumped from each finger, showing the arcanic power starting to surge within the woman. Her eyes flickered and glue, and she rose her hands. Oh, Archmay, you're right! Oh! Leah said in a spooky manner, and then fell over backwards, laughing her ass off. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm no siren. She couldn't help but cry. She was laughing so hard. S siren's true reflections are revealed through a mirror. Look at the reflection on your sword, jackass. Archmay was taken aback by her laughter. He narrowed his eyes looking over to the woman not wanting to be caught off guard. Kept his pose stiff and tilted his head to the side, glancing into the blade's reflection. Unfortunately, all he could see was Ilya laughing at him. Nothing changed from the thin, fragile elf. Definitely no siren. He dropped his sword to his side and hopped. You know, you're not really funny. Though that didn't stop Ilya's laughter, 
despite Archmace's very pronounced pouting. Either Archmay is grasping at straws or unwilling to show how exactly Ilya bewitched him. Must have been the bath. Either that or the most powerful spells being cast between both of them. Love. Next time is the conclusion of a daring meeting in Chronicle's first season. Wow! Hard to believe that! We want to thank everyone that has contributed stories, and if you haven't heard yours this season, feel free to listen to the next. Please enjoy the song chosen at the end of this podcast. The details of such will be provided below. If you enjoy our work, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube section or sign up for the podcast in any one of our links below. Want to submit a story? There's a link down there as well. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And like always, our time together is short, but with what little time we have, thank you for sharing it with us. Good night.
Just please.